Well, here we are once again, Resurrection Sunday. To me, the most significant date in the Christian calendar, because what we remember this day is why we even have a Christian calendar. Without what took place on this day, without the resurrection, we would not be here and we would not be doing this. There would be no church, there would be nothing. Because of what we remember this day, the world changed forever. Because of this day, we can be here this morning and we can have hope. We can have hope. Because of this day, I can stand before God knowing that my sin is forgiven and heaven is my inheritance. But you know, just a few days earlier, all was lost. Jesus was dead. Hope had gone. Can you imagine the way it must have felt to have it all change one morning early in the day? Luke 24 verse 1 to 12 says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, what a sentence. <laughs> While they were wondering about this, I mean, that word wondering, I'm sure, has a lot more in it <laughs> than just the word wonder. I don't imagine they were just stood there, I wonder, I wonder what's going on there. While they were aghast <laughs> about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And then, I love that the angels just want to go this little bit further here. They go, remember, he told you. <laughs> He told you while he was still with you in Galilee. <laughs> the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. It's almost like the angel going, why are you so shocked? He did mention this. This shouldn't be that much of a surprise, but it is. <laughs> then they remembered his words. <laughs> How often do we do that? Something shakes us in life. We find ourselves wobbling. And then suddenly, we remember what Jesus has said. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary, Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. <laughs> Many. <laughs> Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. 
even though he's just been told what happened. Today we come as we do every year and remember something that took place that was miraculous. And it gives me thought for a moment, just, just pause and ask a question. What is a miracle? You know, it's a term we'd often use, but just take a moment to think about what it means. A miracle is something that can't be explained in the natural. Because it's something that is unnatural or supernatural. A miracle is something that breaks the rules of nature. You know, the, the rules of nature are hard and fast, aren't they? I mean, you don't eat anything, you're going to die. You stop breathing, you're going to die. Sun comes up, sun goes up. The rules of nature are hard and fast, but a miracle breaks the rules. It breaks the rules of what's expected or what's even possible. More than just breaking the laws of nature, like a big metal tube flying in the sky, it's, it's something that is actually not even possible for man to use any of his knowledge or any of his gifts to do. Big metal tubes can fly in the sky actually because they don't break the laws of nature, they use the laws of nature. So it's more than that. It's something that happens outside the hands of man and is in the hands of God and God alone. That's a miracle. Which leads to a question. Sorry, my brain just does this. It works this way. Can there be different degrees of miracle? Can one miracle be bigger than another? Surely, once you've broke the laws of nature, you broke the laws of nature. You're through the other side. Surely, once you've broken past the unbreakable barrier, isn't it all the same? It's a funny thing, you know, the, the healing of a bad hip and the healing of blind eyes both require breaking the natural law, yes? Both of them require faith. Both of them require God to do because man can't do it. But here's the thing, the hip and the blind eyes. One of those isn't more difficult for God than the other. You'd think we'd see a big difference between the two. But to us, right or wrong, one of them seems bigger than the other, doesn't it? We'd say one requires more faith than the other. But when faith is in God and not in us, what's the difference? Jesus said faith the side of a mustard seed, the smallest of all the seeds, could move mountains, the biggest of all the rocks. Yet I think it's doubtless that we would see those two miracles as very different. Different to us. But not different to God. So when we think of the biggest miracle, the one that breaks the laws of nature, the laws of science, the laws of the universe. 
the biggest miracle that we could ever imagine has to be a miracle that breaks and reverses death. That's the sort of miracle that seems to us the biggest miracle of all. Because it requires the most unexplainable of things, the breath of life, to return. I think when we think of miracles that are big, could we ever think of anything bigger than the empty tomb? That miracle has echoed through the angels. It's not just uh, big in terms of the actual event, but it is big in terms of the impact it's had right throughout the ages. This miracle is so big, so unequaled, it changed the shape of the world. It's a miracle we still remember today. When you think of big, it's more than just the event, but the effect that it happens. This miracle changed everything. Jesus was dead, crucified, buried, gone. And then after three days... He is risen. He is alive. And more than that, he still lives today. It's a fundamental of the Christian faith. It's what started the Christian faith. It's central to everything we believe. In fact, believing this is what defines us as Christians. There are some who call themselves Christians that don't believe this. Well, that just means they've misunderstood what the word Christian means. We are people who believe Jesus rose from the dead and that as a result of that, we have hope, we have forgiveness, we have life. The the Apostle Paul puts it like this, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Confessing Jesus is Lord and believing he was raised from the dead, that's what makes the difference. What's the difference between someone who is a Christian and someone who's not a Christian? It's just that. It's that. They've done this and it's changed their lives. Notice though, when Paul says this, who broke the laws of nature and raised Jesus? It's God. God did it. The one who created the rules of nature is, of course, above the rules of nature. Just for a moment, think how much power it must take to raise somebody from the dead. Not only do you have to reanimate cells that have been breaking down since the very moment of death. But you have to bring back the everlasting part of a person, the spirit, back into the body. What power that must take. That's our God. That's our God. That's the sort of power that created the world. That's the sort of power that parted a sea. That's the sort of power that can save us. How big the power of God must be. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. But he is something we need to know. 
The spirit that did that. The spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Well, let's listen to Paul again. Romans 8, 11. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. <clears throat> but understand this. The same spirit, the same power, the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, when you follow Jesus, that same spirit lives in you. The spirit that broke the laws of nature, the world-altering spirit is alive and in you. Now, first of all, and this is hugely important, this gives you hope. Because Paul said, just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your bodies too by the same Spirit. Thank God that all who have gone before us into the kingdom of God are not dead. They've just got the advance trip. They booked an earlier ticket. They aren't dead. And that God will raise their bodies too. There will be a reunion. Because the Spirit of God raised Jesus, you can be confident that the same Spirit will raise you. You have life everlasting. You have hope everlasting. This bit of us mightn't be doing so well, but it's going to get raised again. Now, this leaves me with a question. If that's true, and no, we, we, we're all okay, that's true, what are we so worried about? If God raised Jesus and the same Spirit lives in us, why worry about anything? Because you know what? God's capable. Why worry about anything? If Jesus has risen, and he is, that's why we're here today, then nothing, nothing is too big for God. Listen, I don't know what struggles you're facing right now, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, I don't know, but I do know this, it's not too big for the God who raised Jesus from the dead. Is it? It's not too big for God. So that means you can give it to him and not worry about it. He's got it. There's nothing you can face in life that is greater than the resurrection of Jesus. There's nothing you can face in life that is greater than the spirit that lives within you this morning. So don't worry about it. It's all good. 
Nothing is impossible for God. No problem, no situation, no mountain that you are going to face in your life is too much for God. Now, sometimes it might feel like it's too much for you. But the Spirit of God, who breathed life into the dead body of Jesus, lives in you. And I can know that there's nothing God can't face because God raised Jesus from the dead. Because Jesus is risen, let me tell you, it is never, ever going to be a question in your life of if God can. We can never say if God can. <coughs> because God can. God can. I tell you another thing that's never going to be a question in your life. If God cares. Never. If God can, never say it. If God cares, never say it. Those two questions were answered when Jesus rose again. God can make a difference in any life. And that means yours too. Now, maybe you're here this morning or you're watching online this morning. And well, you've come across Christianity before. But honestly, you don't really see how your life could change. Things are what they are. I'm stuck in this cycle. There's no way out. It's just, I'm just here. I'm stuck. That's all I've got. Don't you see? If God can raise Jesus from the dead, and if he promises that same spirit can live in you when you come to him, anything can change. You don't have to be stuck in that cycle. You don't have to be stuck in that pattern. You don't have to be stuck in the old way of living because Jesus is alive. Anything can change. Any life can turn around. God can bring new life into any situation. Listen, if Jesus was dead and God can bring life, You're not too far gone that God can't bring life. You're not too far away from God that God can't bring you new life because God put the spirit of Jesus back in his body. If he can return the breath of life to the dead body of Jesus, he can breathe new life into your situation. He can breathe new life into your life. Because no matter how bad it's got, no matter how much it seems like the world has crumbled around you, you still have the breath of life. So it's easy for God. You are not beyond his reach. And today, he is reaching out to you with that same spirit, that same power to breathe resurrection into your life to bring you a new life where the old will go and the new will come he wants to pick you up and turn your life around and here's the amazing thing he can do it he can do it the one who raised Jesus can do it Transforming your life, that's easy compared to the resurrection. It's nothing. 
Church, Christians here this morning, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in you. That same powerful Holy Spirit lives in you. So, so what are you so worried about? You know there's only one Holy Spirit. One. Some of us don't get an upgraded version of the Holy Spirit when we get saved. There's no like everyday value or a hearty food company version of the Holy Spirit. What does this cheap brand? What's, just, there's no just essential version of the Holy Spirit that some people get. And then a Tesco finest version of the Holy Spirit for those who are, you know, the super spiritual. Does Asda have a premium range? Or is it, sorry. <laughs> There's one. One Holy Spirit. We don't get different Holy Spirits. We don't get a downgraded version for some and a super sonic version for others. One. We all have access to the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The one who raised Christ from the grave is the same Spirit that lives in every follower of Jesus. Rich, poor, educated, uneducated, confident, shy, all of us. And he's already been poured out upon those who've received him. When you pray for somebody, when you're praying into a situation, remember you are praying in the spirit that it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. What can possibly be bigger than that? What can possibly be bigger than that? When we pray for somebody, church, we need to pray believing that our prayers are effective, not because of us, but because of him. You know, I used to think, and this is when I was very new into leadership and not even pastor yet, that when I was brought forward to pray for somebody, I used to always think, ah, oh, I bet they wish they got Cliff. <laughs> it would knock me straight away. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter. Same spirit. Doesn't matter who it is. Because we're praying to the same God. We are moving in the same spirit. So if you come forward and you're actually expecting somebody to pray for you and it's somebody else, guess what? It doesn't matter they're praying for the same God. They're using the same spirit. Believe your prayers are effective. Believe your prayers make things change. Not because of you, but because of the Spirit of God who lives in you. What can you possibly face that's bigger than the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead? What can the world ever throw at you that's bigger than that? Church, walk in confidence. Walk in confidence. Jesus is alive. Now I know you know this. You wouldn't be here if you didn't know this. 
But how big is that in your everyday reality? Jesus is alive because God raised him from the dead. Have confidence today that as you are walking about your day to day, if you're going about... <coughs> By the way, <clears throat> anybody wants to pray for my cough, I'd be more than glad. Um, <laughs> God raised Jesus from the dead. So have confidence you go about your week this week, you are walking with the one who was raised from the dead. And living in you is the same spirit. So if problems come, guess who's capable? There's a reason this day is remembered every year. Because it is so significant. Nothing was ever the same again after Jesus rose again. That's why it's not 2023. It's 1990. <laughs> because of that day, I have hope for eternity. Because of what happened that day, I know I will live forever. And this world might sometimes get me down, but this world cannot pull me down. It cannot take away from me the work that was done on the cross. And it cannot take away from me the miracle of the empty tomb. Nothing can take that away from me. Nothing can take away what happened that day. And nothing can take away the impact it has on me every day. On you and on all of us. The impact of what happened that day will stand for all eternity. Because Jesus lives. And the same spirit lives in me. In that case, death is just an inevitable interlude that's passed through on the way to the life I've really been created for. It's just a temporary arrangement. In fact, it's just the doorway into the big room that I've been wanting to get in my whole life. Death has no hold because we share in Jesus' victory over the grave. We must be confident of this because confidence will shape your walk with God. And not confident in yourself. I'm not asking for egotists. We don't be confident in ourselves. Be confident in the one who lives in us. And when you're confident of this, you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know you are the head, not the tail. You know that because your Savior lives, you shall live too. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that because you raised Jesus from the dead this morning, we can stand in confidence and certainty that we will be raised to. That death has no hold. That, Lord, we might mourn those who've gone. But, Lord, we know there will be a great reunion. We know we will see them again. We have confidence, Lord, because you raised Jesus from the dead. Help us, Lord, to walk in that confidence. Help us, Lord, to live in that confidence every day. Help that confidence to shape the way we think, the way we act, and the way we pray. And Lord, I pray as we do that, 
this world won't get us down. No circumstances will put us under them, but we'll be above the circumstances because we know that because Jesus rose again, we shall reign with Christ. And I thank you, Father, for what we remember on this day. Amen. Amen.